Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 292 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 5 today and our focus is on is Jesus God or the Son of God or both. So I want to welcome aboard some new listeners in Waikato, New Zealand, Dewa, Qatar, Abu Dhabi, United Arab Emirates, New South Wales, Australia, Parts Unknown, Malaysia, and China, Argao, Switzerland, Parts Unknown, Russia, Finland, and Spain, Little Rock, Arkansas, Washington, D.C., Chicago, Illinois, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and Miami, Florida. Well, we got a lot to cover today, so let's jump right in. I will mention our website, which you can check out at Bible2021.com. Today, we address one of the most controversial truths about Jesus. Who exactly was he? God or the Son of God or something else entirely? Well, this controversy about Jesus was in full effect even during his lifetime, and John is going to give us multiple instances in the life of Jesus where the Jews tried to kill him because he makes statements that equate himself with God, with God, which is like blasphemy to them. We see a great example of this in John chapter 10, verse 24, where it says, The Jews surrounded him and asked, How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. I did tell you, and you don't believe, Jesus answered them. The works that I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you don't believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hands. I and the Father are one. Again, the Jews picked up rocks to stone him, and Jesus replied, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these are you stoning me? We aren't stoning you for a good work, the Jews answered, but for blasphemy, because you, being a man, make yourself God. Well, this was the third or fourth time that we know of that the Jews, not just the Pharisees, the Jews, tried to kill Jesus for making himself like God. One of the first times this happens is in today's passage. John five seventeen says, Jesus responded to them, My father is still working, and I am working also. This is why the Jews began to trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God, John tells us. So, this is the first time in John 5 that John mentions the Jews trying to kill Jesus, but he makes it clear that this is not the first time it happened by using the expression, the Jews tried all the more to kill him. They've already been trying to kill him prior to this instance in John 5. So was Jesus God? Well, the Jewish people, uh, like Jews who follow the, the Jewish religion, acknowledged Jesus was a teacher with many followers, and some ancient Jewish texts call Jesus like a magician, and they recognize he did supernatural things, but they don't think it was by the power of God. Jews do not, of course, consider Jesus to be God's son, nor God himself, and neither do the followers of Islam. Jehovah's Witnesses recognize Jesus as Savior, but they don't believe he was God in the same way that God the Father is. They see Jesus as a human man, who attained to some level of deity, but they deny exactly what Jesus said, that he and the Father are one. And Mormons? Well, their belief is pretty out there, not at all rooted in the Bible. Their founder, Joseph Smith, said in an 1844 sermon, I'm going to tell you how God came to be God. 
We have imagined and supposed that God was from all eternity. I will refute that idea and take away the veil. It's the first principle of the gospel to know for a certainty the character of God, that he was once a man like us. Yeah, that God himself, the father of us all, dwelt on an earth, the same as Jesus Christ himself did. You've got to learn how to be gods yourself, says Joseph Smith. The same as all gods have done before you, namely by going from one small degree to another until you attain to the resurrection of dead and are able to dwell in everlasting burnings. So yes, the uh, Mormons teach you that you can become gods, you should become gods, and the way you do that is uh, going from one little thing to another and uh, I guess eventually doing that, you become God. That's not very specific, Joseph Smith. But anyway, the Mormons view Jesus as God, who looks exactly like a human, because he was a man who became God by doing a bunch of stuff. Well, oneness Pentecostals believe that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all the exact same being who sometimes manifests as the Spirit, sometimes as God the Father, and sometimes as the Son which makes the parts of the Bible where Jesus interacts with the Father very strange to them, I'm sure. But what does the Bible actually say? Well, let's start with uh, Matthew 10, verse 26. Jesus has been arrested. The high priest says to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You've said it, Jesus told him, but I tell you in the future, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He's blasphemed. Why do we still need witnesses? See, now you've heard the blasphemy. What is your decision? They answered, He deserves death. And once again, Jesus equated himself with God, calling himself the Son of Man who's going to come at the right hand of God in glory, and they called it blasphemy, and this ultimately led to Jesus being crucified. And then we can go to a passage like John 1, uh, which says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. So what do we learn from there? Well, the Bible says Jesus is God, and the Bible says that all things, that's a pretty big term, all things were created through him, and apart from him, not one thing that was created that has been created. So like he created everything that's been created. That's a pretty big deal. And then we go over to a verse like Colossians 2.9, and it says the entire fullness of God's nature dwells bodily in Christ. So is Jesus the Son of God, or is he God? Well, the answer is, according to the Bible, he's both, both at the same time. Many, many times Jesus taught and showed and claimed that he was Lord, that he was the Son of God, that he was God, that he was equal to God. As Charles Spurgeon puts it, the first verse of the book of Genesis tells us that in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and someone might ask, how do you reconcile that statement with Paul's declaration that all things were created by Christ and for him? No reconciliation is needed, says Spurgeon, for the two statements are identical as Jesus is God, and in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Jesus said, I and the Father are one, and so they are. We don't know how it is, but the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are distinct personality, yet they are not three gods, but only one. As the Apostle John writes, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, 
the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. The one God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the Father, Son, and Spirit, three in one and one in three. And I will add one final bit of confirming evidence. Let's call the prophet Isaiah to the stand, who is going to testify for us in Isaiah chapter 9, who Jesus is. He says, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The dominion will be vast and its prosperity will never end. He will reign on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish and sustain it with justice and righteousness from now on and forever. The zeal of the Lord of armies will accomplish this. Amen. Well, let's go read our passage, which is John chapter 5, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. After this, a Jewish festival took place and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. By the Sheep Gate in Jerusalem, there is a pool called Bethesda in Aramaic, which has five colonnades. Within these lay a large number of the disabled, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been disabled for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to get well? Sir, the disabled man answered, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I am going, someone goes down ahead of me. Get up, Jesus told him, pick up your mat and walk. And instantly the man got up, picked up his mat and started to walk. Now that day was the Sabbath, and so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, this is the Sabbath. The law prohibits you from picking up your mat. And he replied, The man who made me well told me, Pick up your mat and walk. Who is this man who told you to pick up your mat and walk? They asked. But the man who was healed did not know who it was because Jesus had slipped away into the crowd that was there. After this, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Do not sin any more, so that something worse doesn't happen to you. The man went and reported to the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. Therefore, the Jews began persecuting Jesus because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Jesus responded to them, My father is still working and I am working also. This is why the Jews began trying all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal to God. Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, the son is not able to do anything on his own, but only what he sees his father doing, for whatever the father does, the son likewise does these things. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing, and he will show him greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. And just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, so the son also gives life to whom he wants. The father, in fact, judges no one, but has given all judgment to the son, so that all people may honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly I tell you, anyone who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and not, will not come under judgment, but it has passed from death to life. Truly I tell you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so also he is granted to the Son to have life in himself. And he has granted him the right to pass judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, because a time is coming when all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good things to the resurrection of life, but those who have done wicked things to the resurrection of condemnation. I can do nothing on my own. I judge only as I hear, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. 
If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is another who testifies about me, and I know that the testimony he gives about me is true. You sent messengers to John, and he testified to the truth. I don't receive human testimony, but I say these things so that you may be saved. John was a burning and shining lamp, and you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. But I have greater testimony than John's because of the works that the Father has given me to accomplish. These very works I am doing testify about me that the Father has sent me. The Father who sent me has himself testified about me. You have not heard his voice at any time, and you haven't seen his form. You don't have his word residing in you because you don't believe the one he sent. You pour over the scriptures because you think you have eternal life in them, and yet they testify about me, but you're not willing to come to me so that you may have life. I do not accept glory from people, for I know you that you have no love for God within you. I've come in my Father's name, and yet you don't accept me. If someone else comes in his own name, you will accept him. How can you believe, since you accept glory from one another, but don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? Do not think that I will accuse you before the Father. Your accuser is Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, because he wrote about me. But if you don't believe what he wrote, how will you believe my words? Amen. Strong challenge from Jesus there. Well, let's close out today with our Bible memory verse for the month of October, which is 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Let's say it together. Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen. Good day to you and Godspeed.